Monday. It's a the Homo Talk Show, of course. My name is Troy Weeks Music. Y'all already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. Aaron Mack, and I'm moving to Ohio. JBX, Jonathan. Well, I reside in Atlanta, but I'm originally from North Carolina. The boogie down, baby. Oh, boogie down. Baltimore, love Baltimore. Ooh, I'm moving to Cleveland. I'm from Holland, but I'm repping the Bronx now. Right here on Verse TV. Dos and Uno. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? If you're listening, if you're looking, sorry, now live, looking and listening, please, please, please come on in the room. Come on, in the room. You, you guys are in for a treat today. It's a special day. You know why? Because it's what? Monday. So what that happens on Monday, it's uh, the Homos Talk Show, of course. And we're in the building as we always are, making it happen. <laughs> so if you don't know who we are, please pay attention. If it's your first time in the room, you don't go nowhere. Because you're missing out if you do. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to intro who's going to be with us today. And starting with myself, of course, with my, uh, my name is Troy Weeks Music, co-host for today, um, co-host of the Homos Talk Show. And I got on my... Uh, Polka dot in my stripes today. I'm making you feel a little wavy. Feel me? But outside of myself, who else we got in the building? Talk to me. We got JBX, Jonathan from the Bronx, baby. Woo woo in the building. Special guy, guys. That's my friend. He's awesome. He's a rapper. So shout out to John. Uh, who else have we got in the building today? Y'all already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. <laughs> Just like that. Sitting, okay, playing, sitting, okay, and of course, last but not least, special in the building. Who we got in the building today? Aaron Mack, and I'm moving to Ohio. Boss man, moving on up. <laughs> Boss man is moving on up, y'all. Oh, great, big things, big and better things. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, before that, you know, of course, I like to tell people where we're from and find out where people are. I'm your boy Troy. I'm from Harlem, but I'm repping the Bronx now because I live in the Bronx now, y'all. Getting used to it. Um, but yes, I'm I'm the Harlem boy all day, every day. Now I'm getting used to the Bronx. But like JBX, my boy John said, he is from what? The BX. The Boogie Down, baby. The Boogie Down. And he represents it very well. You guys need to go check out his Instagram and follow him because he's got some major things that he's working on. And some music that we've worked on that's out there. You guys can check it out. Oh, yes. Um, and of course, the queen of the Homos Talk Show, who hails from where? Um, I reside in Atlanta, but I'm originally from North Carolina. Yes, I wanted you to do it. I, of course, I know this, but I wanted to hear it from you. It's been a little while. And of course, last but not least, Mr. Aaron Mack, talk to me. Yes. Since I am in the middle right now, I will represent both Baltimore. <laughs> love Baltimore. I'm moving to Cleveland. Love Cleveland. Yes. He's like, as in, in the process of moving right, right now. In the middle. <laughs> as in this yeah. moment. So uh, next week, he'll be settled in, in somewhere else in his new place in Cleveland. So y'all, show him some love. If y'all see him online, moving across the country, show him some love. But without further ado, y'all, let's get right to it. If you know how we get to it, we get right to it. Straight to the, straight to it with no chaser, with a almost tea. So without further ado, Yuri G, take it away. Okay, our first little bit is um, about B Slate now. Um, you can find him on Instagram. Um, and it is our Kiki T. So his post um, was, after a while, guys become more of what you keep labeling them. As I see so much men bashing on here with the hopes to find Prince Charming, he doesn't exist. 
just like your idea of a perfect relationship does not exist. Also, when you're in love, it doesn't take work at all. So, if the beautiful B-Slay said this to you about your male or female love connect, what top three to five things would be in your response? Okay, so um, for me, I can understand the man bashing that he's upset about. Um, but it, I can understand people use um, social media to vent and they're not bashing in order to find Prince Charming because we all know that the moment that you say men ain't no good, all the no good men don't get on there and be like, not me, I'm a good one. So um, I don't think that's the reason why they're saying what they're saying. But I do think Prince Charming exists. Everybody has their Prince Charming. Um, just because you don't see these qualities um, as beneficial to you doesn't mean that it's not beneficial and perfect to the next person. Um, so yeah, everybody has their own Prince Charming. Um, and the perfect relationship does exist. Um, I have witnessed it several times in my family. Um, things that look so odd and weird to me um, they seem like they're the happiest and it's longevity. Um, so yeah, the perfect relationship does exist. It's about you two, not what everybody else sees as perfect for you. Everybody might want you to have that black love, but if you find love with a white man, then what's the problem? So yeah, it's just um, being true to yourself and allowing love to just take you over and not dictate where the love is going to come from. Mm. Mm. Come on, preach and give you five dollars. <laughs> right, Todd? She was a preacher. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um I know I know Aaron is a love doctor. So um what do you think, Aaron? Oh no, see, and I started to raise the roof. But so my response to him. One, I do believe that, and perhaps he's coming from the position of the fact that he is a gospel singer and he's like, nobody's perfect but Jesus. And he might be coming from that position. Outside of that, I do think that there is such a thing as that ideal love and, and you can find it. Perhaps the trouble is and thinking that there's only one, that that mask can only be found out of the billions of people in the world. There's only one person who will give you that mask. I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I think that true love can be out there. And that leads me to the next point. It, it might take work, you know, but that could be your French charming. It can take work. And yeah, he said it, it doesn't exist. I, I, I do think it exists. It might take some work. And of the people who make it work, I'm sure they put in work. And so it's not like the movies. It's not, but I do think it's out there. I haven't given up. Oh, friend, don't give up. And that was part of my answer. Don't you give up. Yes. Um, 
I, I might as well go right here. I'm speaking. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go ahead. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> I have Guaranteed. certain tools. Don't forget me. No, we definitely won't forget you. We're gonna say the best for last. Don't you worry. So when it comes to this, I'm gonna break it down based on what he said. First and foremost, I'm gonna say, friend, have a drink, smoke some weed, chill out. It's not that deep. Like like Yuri said, people wanna vent online and do all that. But I feel like being a public figure, saying things like this can be detrimental to somebody. Let's break it down. After a while, guys become more of what you keep labeling them. Start with that. Words are power, which is true. So if you begin to put something out there on someone, they can become that. But that's only if they receive that. You can call me a Debbie dad. I know I ain't a Debbie dad. Oh, you want to. So I would never become that because that's not who I am. So it doesn't matter what you put out there, you know, what because words of power doesn't mean that. So I don't believe it. I don't agree with that because you have the power to make that change as a person. Two, I see so much of my bash when it comes to um, uh, with the hopes of finding a prince charming who doesn't exist. People only bashing and saying things because of how they feel in the moment. In this time, I got my Instagram. I'm going to say how I feel. That's probably nine times out of ten how they really feel. But I do believe that Prince Charming, Princess Charming, or Princess uh, Beautiful, whatever you want to call it, does exist for um, everyone. There is someone for everybody. But you have to be open-minded enough and willing to be able to accept that it might not be somebody that you've expected it to be. The issue is people tend to be this, like this list of all they want. And nine times out of 10, that's not what you get. So you get disappointed and feeling like you ain't finding what you want. But friend, what you need can be right in front of you. You just open your eyes and pay attention. You're too busy looking at the wrong thing instead of letting love find you. You're trying to find it. And when we try to find it on all these apps and all these other things, guess what? I'm not going to say you can't find love on apps because I have, but you tend to have a problem if you don't know how to navigate. Last thing, just like your idea of a perfect relationship, it does not exist. Um, no, one more thing after that. Um, that's not true. I, in my opinion, perfect relationship I'm not going to say perfect relationship because nothing's perfect. Like you said, you know, don't, to me, I always tell you the perfect, only perfect person that walked this earth is Jesus Christ himself. If your first name ain't Jesus and your last name ain't Christo, it ain't you. So none of us are perfect. So I don't believe in saying perfect relationship. That doesn't exist. But there is a healthy, loving, caring, nurturing, fun, and exciting, adventurous, all those adjectives you want to put in there and relationship for you out there if you are open enough to receive it and find someone that is just on the same wavelength that you are on to make it happen. And last but not least, also when you're in love, it doesn't take work at all. Child, friend, you must not really been in love. Because if it, it takes, you're going to go through the, through the fire, through the women, through the, you're going to go through the witch. Love is not easy. Okay, it's not easy. It's going to be some things you're going to go through. Yeah. When you're in love, it shouldn't feel hard. It doesn't mean it ain't going to take work. It shouldn't feel like you're working too hard. <laughs> but it definitely should, it should take some work. If it's that easy with Ain't taking no work. You better check your pockets. You might be stealing your money and your dreams. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that is my five cents on this topic. We're going to move it over to Jonathan since, you know, I'm sorry taking over your relationship. Jonathan is so you? eager <laughs> to talk about this. So I'm going to bring him in. Come on, Johnny. What you, based on what Yuri he said. Yuri sounded great up there. So on, uh, I, I would say in a relationship based on love, it does take work. And you and both spouses should build with each other's imperfections instead of bashing or judging or labeling them for someone else's mistake to you. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, we're both in the relationship is two imperfect people refusing to give up on each other. Life presents challenges, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there is no perfect relationship. But it's like, you ever heard that term, I'm not perfect, but I'm perfect for you? Mm-hmm. So, OG, you got the OG lines. Come on. And um, 
<laughs> you know, it presents challenges, it's work, and together that strengthens you afterwards, you know, like it lets you know, oh, this person got my back now, you know, I mm -hmm. see it now. Mm -hmm. And life is gonna present tests. It's, it's the way we get through this is with love. Just remember that. All right, that's all I have. Sorry, I was like trying to make it hard. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Miss you and JK, you got anything you want to wrap up with on this topic? Go ahead. Yeah. I, I think um, the imperfections are what makes it um, perfect. The imperfections is what keep the relationship not born. If you had your favorite cake every day, it wouldn't be special anymore. So if you awesome. have those, those things that you have to go through, when you get that cake again, it tastes so much better. And that's mm -hmm. why it's sweeter. So mm -hmm. um, that's what makes it perfect. Like what's beautiful is the imperfections that make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. Y'all are speaking here today. We're like on the that. first topic. We're on the first topic. What are we doing today? Maybe it's this week or maybe it's y'all. I don't know. But uh, moving right along, <laughs> number two on the list today, something very important. I don't know if, if you guys have this app on your phone or maybe getting it, I'm going to give you some cautions. But anyway, Bluetooth contact tracing. <laughs> and this is via uh, CNN.com. Okay. So there's a phone you can send an alert to. I mean, a, you can use your phone. It can send you alerts and let you know if you've been near someone who has been infected with the coronavirus, COVID-19. Okay. So this app doesn't use GPS or any other personal identifiable information, but with Bluetooth, your app will let you know if your phone has come in close quarters with the phone of someone who's tested positive for COVID-19. Your team states have already adapted the technology and they say, what? It's good. Hmm. Okay. So two rounds of questions on this. I need, for the first thing, it's going to be three to five desired benefits of having such an app. And what else technology could, what else, where else could such, such technology help? Boom. All right, cool. So I'm going to go with my three to five benefits for myself to start out with of why this is a good thing is one for those people out here that's always like health nuts, or always like, ah, I can't take the food shot all, you know, always worried about their health. They'll feel a little more self-conscious knowing that they're, you know, their phone will ring. If their phone will ring a ding, if they're around somebody with COVID, um, they might feel comfortable with that um, and, and say, hey, less pressure on me, I know, but probably won't go nowhere. Because imagine going to the supermarket and your phone going off. Imagine going to, you know, <laughs> uh, where else people got to go? The gas station and your phone going off. Imagine going to the bodega and your phone, you know, like, I feel like that's for later. That's for part two. But anyway, part one, good things, good things. Okay. Uh also, I think it's good because it allows people to uh, at least know that if they have had it, the um, one, some people, you know, said that you're immune to it afterwards after you have it one time. So at least knowing that someone has had it, I don't know how true it is. I'm just saying. Knowing that someone has it can help you if you're someone who has symptoms that are problematic to being able to easily be accessible to catch this. So uh, someone like me who has asthma, knowing around, hey, around, you know, it will just... <clears throat> So two, that's my second one. And I think I'm gonna give you three because five is a lot. Um, <laughs> the third thing I feel like and why it would be a good thing is because it actually will help you know the numbers of, of, of how many people really have it, if it works. Um, and so I guess keeping tally and tracked on who really has the COVID-19 virus um, disease, not virus, not disease, it would help you understand. So those are my three things. Um, I'm gonna go to Ms. Yuji on this one um, and, and then we'll do part two after this. So part one, oh wait, I forgot one more thing. What else could, what, where else could such technology help? 
Um, I think technology like this can help now with the uh, registered sex offenders and all that kind of stuff. I feel like now instead of having to go look it up and look at these websites and all that, it could be like an app that says, hey, you live next door to a sex offender. So at least you ain't got to be involved with him. No, you know, in that sense, but you at least know next door there's a sex offender. So you can teach your kid, listen, extra special care on this one. This is real serious. Um, so I feel like that technology could help with something like that, like registered, registered sex offenders or people who um out here with these domestic abuses getting crazy trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. All this domestic stuff that's happening during COVID and the real people coming out. Put an app on there too about domestic those people getting crazy and getting called the police because I need to know you got any domestic violence excuse because you might be crazy. Um, so <laughs> that's where the technology can help. All right, cool. Two senses done. Yuri, good things about this app, benefits of it, and then the last thing is what other ways could it help in technology? What other te- how can this help somewhere else? Um, I don't have a lot of good things, but I'm going to find something. Um, so what I think is it will make people be more aware because people, you know, get so comfortable and forget to put on their mask and forget to wash their hands. But if your phone is notifying you, you're going to be, oh, shit. And then you might go ahead and wash your hands. You might go ahead and pull that mask up. Um, so that's a good thing. You know, it, it'll make people more aware of, you know, their health. Um, two, I think it's a good thing. Um for spaces when um, children are involved or if there's like work environments, like if you're stuck in a cubicle, you don't want to be right next door to somebody, you know, you, you, you now you know that, well, maybe they need to, you know, go home or, you know, give them, you know, if they have a computer at home, work from home or something um, type of deal. Um, I think it'll make things a lot easier and smarter for a workspace, um, especially something that isn't like outside work. Um, and the third thing- um, Come on, she's giving us three. You better come on work. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I, um, I, I think it'll be good for, um, for people to see um, how often you don't have to be around somebody and just one person that you interact with that interacts with everybody. Like I'm, I, I don't hang out with a lot of people, but I hang out with several people who are very mixy and has a likes to be in everybody's face and everybody's spaces. So it, it, it'll show you how easily you could come in contact with Corona, even though you're trying to lock yourself in the house and be under this tight quarantine. But that one family member or one friend that, you know, it, it'll make you a little bit more aware of you don't have to stay in the house because you're always at risk, you know? So I, I think it can help out for those who are just so scary. Um, the bad thing is, is- Oh, we didn't get that um, yet. We get that yet, yeah, we, uh, Oh, okay. Not yet. Matter of fact, y'all uh, look okay. real good on, on live. I'm just letting y'all know I had to pull live up and share it just now on my Facebook. Y'all looking real good <laughs> on live, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. Okay. so. Good things. Hold on to the bad things. We ain't get there yet. We about to get there. Thank you for that, Miss Yuri So I'm gonna go to J- JBX on this one. Talk to me, JBX. When it comes to this th- three to five, or oh, how do you feel? Good benefits on this app of contact tracing, and how can it help in other ways? Okay, I think benefits would be you'll know who to distance yourself from to not come in contact with that person or place face-to-face. Uh, it helps track numbers and statistics, and it makes you want to go get tested. 
Cool, so I'm gonna show y'all how to do it. Real fast and real easy. Okay. All right, and so do you think that there's any other ways that it can work in any other areas that this kind of technology on an app will work? I think like Amber Alerts. Mm. Like, so uh, the way with the text message, instead of it being text message, something more like an app that you actually have on your phone? Like, I wouldn't know, but uh, something like something where it helps track like lost children or like you said, the, the sex offender thing are more with that. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I like that what you're saying too. Now I think about it because Amber Alert only buzzes, it's gonna buzz your phone anyway. If it goes national, yeah. you yeah. everybody, right? No matter yeah. if you got Boost Mobile or not, right? Yeah. So, but I think with the, uh, the, it, once it's on there, it's done. So if it was some actual updating, like, hey, she was seen on 33rd and 5th, you know, like some kind of update on the app, like the Citizens app, like you're saying now, that would be dope. So I agree with you. Okay. So, um, okay, cool. Um, so last but not least, for the good things, the good things of this app. Bossman Aramac, talk to me. The good things of um, why this app would be beneficial for uh, contract tracing. And how else will we use it for something else? If you got that. Sure. So for me, one is just, I don't know if we'll, if this is our ushering in of a new normal, so to speak. But I'd like to think that such technology could help bring down the COVID sooner so we could get closer to back to normal sooner. That's one good thing for me. Um, two, I, I did like the work thing because yeah, you know, if, well, the way it works is it would have to be a test that somebody has. So if they test positive, then it would show in their app that they're positive, kind of like people say anyway. But, and also, there can be good and bad in this, but for the good part, I'll say, it'll let you know, like, hey, when I go to this certain area, my phone tends to go off more. So mm. maybe there are more people who are more infected in this part of town or in this particular environment. So maybe I shouldn't go there much, but I'll also save that for the negatives. Now, um, as for the good uses of such technology, yeah, I, I think the Amber Alerts would be great as well as the domestic violence people. You, know, you agree with me? Come on, talk to me, you agree. Maybe it could help people's choices in dating, you know? And it will be like, oh, but you have a history of doing that, that, that. So maybe the not. Truth. And not what you can help to. some people. Anyway, right. but yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Could you imagine, um, I'm gonna get to the bad stuff now, but could you imagine pulling your app out <laughs> before you go with somebody like, let me check your uh, contract at contract. <laughs> I, I think that could also cause trouble, though, because maybe some people who had a bad past and they changed because people can change, I guess. I mean, you might see the year there. It might say from 1997. It might have been from the 90s, you know, but at least, you know, explain that. Crazy. Sorry. That's true. 
I mean, the thing is, when it comes to the domestic thing, I'm going to say that and move over because once you get a domestic violence case on your record, it doesn't go away. So that's one thing. Like, if you're thinking about that and in reality, you're like, hmm, should I do this? Because it's going to go on my record, right? So for me, it's like, it's that serious. If you don't have enough willpower to understand that it affects your future, walk away. Uh, I know other people's power is not that strong. But anyway, this is now we're going to go to 35 problems with the sex app and uh, how could it hurt in technology? Um, one, I would say, first and foremost, putting people's business out there, it'll stress you out. If your phone, you ain't gonna wanna go nowhere. If you, the reality is this, we're probably on a bus, on a train, on a moped, in the grocery store, somewhere near someone who has been affected by the virus, who is now probably over it and done. So the thing is, it says that they've had it. Does it say if they have it now? doesn't say if they've already overcome it. You know what I'm saying? So there's technical difficulties that happen with these things. You know what I'm saying? Look yeah. into it. Um, so me, I think it's, you know, the, the negative side of it is that it, it could be, it could, it could harm people because it could be like, you, people could be scared to go outside. Like, oh, you can't go to my house unless you, unless you check the app. But I said, no, you know, like it could become a thing where people get segregated or people who are Corona, who people who got it or people who didn't. Breaking things. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want that. We don't want that kind of segregation because that's going to cause more problems. We already dealt with black and white. We need to deal with, you know, yeah. and overcame. We want to do with COVID and non-COVID. We don't need to go there. You know, build a whole, create some more segregation. So to me, it can create problems in that way. And, and um, ultimately, too, when you travel from anywhere outside of New York to make you sign this paperwork and they start calling your phone and chasing after you and making your life hell for this fucking app and this shit. Stop it, okay? God damn it, shit. Like, we gotta do shit, we gotta live. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand what you're trying to do, but if, if I go to the doctor and the doctor say, hey, you tested positive, get the information from them. Stop chasing after me because I took a flight to go see my daughter or I go do something. Damn, gotta fly in different places just to get in. People just fly in different places, doing all kinds of things to get on the system anyway. Y'all just, just cause too much problems with too much. Um, and so, and, and, and how I think it can hurt um, this such app can hurt in technology um, if it starts getting people's personal information. Like if it starts telling you their race and their age and things like that. I think that if, if it starts, when you start targeting people based on that, like, like Facebook does and, 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 and Instagram, all these things target to try to put things you like in your face. If you start using people's information to target them, then that's a problem. And I found out actually the other day, just so you guys know, the person who started all this third-party information, getting your, well, getting your information and using it to, to make money was Mr. Amazon. Shout out to him, y'all, because this man took 20 years to be where he is. Yeah, but he figured it out, okay? And now he went from, you know, being a thousandaire, trying to figure it out to a billionaire, okay? One of the richest men on earth right now. Um, and all because he used people's information to get bigger. And that's how they start. he started targeting people. You like thongs, you like sexy underwear, you like this, you like that. And he started putting it in your face. And now everybody does that to your ass. Um, started with Mr. Amazon. So um, shout out to him. But yeah, that's how I feel like it could hurt. So um, Miss Yuri G, talk to me. Bad things and how could it hurt? And um, how could technology hurt? I think this technology could hurt because um, if they do start using this in the workplace, um, this because the laws aren't strong right now, um, that people could lose their way of living just because of what the app said. And a lot of companies aren't going to look for other ways, um, effective ways to keep you as an employee. They're gonna just be like, uh-uh. 
or whatever. Um, Cause you might spread it throughout the company and then everybody's gonna have to take time off or we're gonna have to find solutions for everybody. So instead of having a situation where it might get spread throughout the company, let's just get rid of the problem. Um, and really most states don't have to, you don't have to give a reason for terminating somebody. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, they might they, they might pull something up from your record from like a year ago and be like, you know what, well, we just had to reconsider, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, I think that's a bad thing. Um, another thing is the whole segregation. Like, I feel like it'll be a whole new form of discrimination. Like, oh, uh-uh, you keep them sick people over there or whatever. Um, and I think it's already hard enough um, with people who aren't educated on, you know, how, how about disease or anything. Like, I see so many people who have never been tested before get so upset about, you know, somebody that's um, HIV positive drinking out of their cup. And it's like, oh, girl. <laughs> like, girl, <laughs> like, y'all need, it, that's that's uh, uh. I remember back you know, so, thing, yeah. yeah um so i think i think that's just um a lot or whatever um discrimination and um oh one more thing let me see jesus um i had so many but then you took them uh <laughs> teamwork baby teamwork shoot um i guess the other bad thing would be um yeah, I don't have anything else. I can't, I, I'm not even gonna be able to. That's okay. Anything you think of the technology would hurt, like for having this technology? Like any, any, any else? <laughs> where else could such technology hurt? Sorry, you said right. Um, I think the tech, oh, that's, I think it also could be a problem because just like a lot of these apps and websites, or whatever the uh, the um the update of information isn't always accurate. Like I know with sex offenders, like um when I moved into my house, it said that I had three sex offenders in my neighborhood, and they no longer even reside here. Um, and it's like how 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 often they're gonna update? Who's updating it? And um all of those things. So I think that could also be a problem because it'll make people treat people differently. Or you know, make issues when there's no reason because they don't have accurate information. Mm, you what about that? Ignorance is a big problem on what causes a lot of problems and things we just don't understand and don't know. Um, so get educated on something before you start talking shit. Um, yes, thank you, Mr. Uji. <laughs> I thought that. All right, JBX, talk to me. Three problems with such an app, and where else could this such such technology hurt? Okay. Uh... I would say it can cause racial profiling and labeling of people. So then they start saying, oh, the, the blacks or the Latinos got it the most. Or, you know, and it's crazy that what's going on with this world right now, more of that would just like not bring peace at all. So, Another way that is bad is like, like Yuri said, the numbers probably be, won't be accurate due to rising numbers as well. They're rising every day. So like, 
you know, yesterday you said 2,000 people had it or whatever. Now today, like six or something got it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my third reason would be it gives more ability to the government to track us and have more control over us. Boom, that part. Don't you know already, like, like they just they just want to take over all the time. We got to pay taxes. We got to do this. We got to do that. And the poor man winds up losing. So, and the minorities as well. And and another bad, what what was the other question? The second Um, Where else could technology hurt? Like somewhere where it could be, it could. It can hurt by, I'm gonna have to go back with the with the control thing. Like, you know, they they're trying to annihilate us, bro. They don't want us to get together at all, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we're just numbers, they're probably trying to control the population. <laughs> they yeah. put this out here. We don't know what they're doing out here, or what's to come in the future. So we just gotta like somehow stay safe with the, the social distancing and the mask and everything about what they tell us. But, you know, we also, we just got to stay, stay positive, you know, believe and, and, and help one another. You know, if, if you know that people, your people are fighting COVID, this is not time to fall back. Go out there and work. Go do what you got to do every day. Because mm-hmm. you're risking your life, not for, yeah, I would not for necessarily a negative situation, but you're also being helpful. You know, like like let's say a home attendant or something. Um, you know that we need people like that and doctors mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, if they was to quit on us, imagine what this 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 virus could do, like. Mm-hmm. If we don't have the people on the front lines that we need. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. the essential workers. I, I'm a security guard. I go out there every <laughs> night, and uh, before I go to work, I got to call in and um, let them know that I'm COVID-free and willing to work. And um, that makes me feel good because I'm protecting people at the end of the day right. at my job as a security guard, but I'm also on the front line. I'm in Manhattan. You know, there's a lot of people in Manhattan. and God knows who has that the virus right. or whatever. But uh, right, all right now, I see you. Okay, cool. And last but not least, on this topic, um, well, first of all, thank you for that. Thank you, Miss Yuri. Last but not least, on this topic, Sir Aaron Matt, three problems with such an app, three to five, and then also, where else could this such such technology hurt? So when I first read the article, the first thing that popped in my mind was. Just imagining, depending on how soon you get the alert, how many fights on public buses might occur. Because ironically, people would rather fight and argue and perhaps even physically fight somebody who has it or ostracize someone deliberately who was diagnosed with it. And like Troy said earlier, maybe they healed from it at this point, but they'll still have that stigma of having tested positive. 
another concern of mine was the whole, my mentioning the benefit of, oh, certain area, because what that could become, in my mind, I'm hearing our friend of the show, Anthony Cherry, a glass <laughs> of cherry is very necessary, but um, <laughs> I, I'm hearing him talk about the fact that they, they will come and just take like whole groups of people and just take you away and stuff like that. And if there is no balance to such things, perhaps such things can occur. And they might be like, okay, everybody in this area, you gotta go because we've gotten X number of cases here. So now this is the quarantined area. Everybody Boom. in the area done now i did want to comment on the i i have family in, in the new york area and it was so interesting because i was like i'm just curious how much is it to fly from cleveland to new york and southwest was straight up like we're not flying into new york because of covid i'm like what but anyway but there's that, and so as far as, yeah, the targeting, that would suck. And as far as new uses of such technology or alternative uses for such technology, HIV, because not everybody is educated on that. And I could see people treating it like, HIV, you have cooties. And that's kind of the exact same thing that people could do with the COVID thing. Treat it like, oh, you have cooties. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Right. <clears throat> that, that's not cool. Right. And yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with you guys on that. Um, especially with the HIV thing. Like, life has come so far now with medicine and technology that, you know, there's so many, you know, it's so safe in a sense of being, you know, and, and counteracting with someone, so who is partner? So it's like there's no reason for that, but they'll find the way. <laughs> they'll find the way. So next on our list for homos talk, um, homos tea. Sorry, um, we're gonna take this with Yuri G today, and we're gonna be talking about the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Talk to us, Yuri. Our next piece is from the New York Post. Um, so the people went out to go see the parade live, um, and they weren't happy with what they saw. They only got bits and pieces, um, which were like new, um, new floats. I mean, well, new, um, new balloons, um, like the Boss Baby and um, and a couple of other ones from a TV show. But most of the stuff was pre-recorded, and um, some of the stuff that people watched on TV was from previous parades. Um, so the people came out to, to, you know, to try to get some of that live action and was disappointed and wish they had to stay home. But for a few people who did stay home um, in their tweets, they said that they were not happy because it was a crap load of commercials. So um, just to go ahead and get into it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so Aaron Mack is from New Orleans, and all of his teen years, um, marching bands and parades were a big thing. 
Aaron played the saxophone in um, marching band. COVID-19 is changing things. If you were in charge, how, may, how might you say kids' band experience? Okay, so um, I'm going to just speak about New York. Um, so in that, I would have the band split up into smaller sections and travel down several streets so the people could actually stay in their homes and see you marching down from their windows. Um, so you have smaller bands marching through different streets um, or whatever. Um, I, I think that would be the easiest way to, you know, keep everyone entertained. Um, and, or you could do a full shabam and do a raffle for um, how many people that could actually show up and everybody else has to, you know, be in for a televised show. So a raffle for X amount of people come see a live, make it a big, great experience or whatever for those select people through a raffle, like donate to helping cure COVID. People who donate or, you know, give back to their communities or whatever, or working in the COVID field, they get opportunities for this raffle to, you know, go to a live big parade. Um, so, I mean, that's the only way I could see about um, keeping that experience um, but it's just a hard time, um, especially when people aren't very certain on everything about this COVID. Because when we first came in contact with COVID, they were saying it was a bacteria, but it was reacting like a virus. So it's like, um, people aren't quite sure. They just want us to be safe. So, um, I mean, that's the... I mean that that's the safest way I know. Um, but what 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 do you what, what do you th oh I can't even call on you, Troy. What do you think, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I feel that I like your idea of making the bands uh, smaller and going up the streets. I will also say it kind of remind makes me think of seeing artists perform nowadays. Like I just watched um, Brandy's Soul Train performance and her, a lot of the people in her band did not have on masks and stuff like that. And I realized, oh, well, the way they can do that must be because they are able to, they test everybody before the performance. Mm -hmm. so I would and they keep them six feet apart. I'm sorry. And they keep him six feet apart. Well, well, Brandy got in front of the drummer's face. She was like in his face. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. And your six feet apart point uh, brings me to a really cool thing because I know a number of musicians in the area who have been doing concerts on the street, street concerts, where everybody in their band is six feet apart. And I, I think stuff like that is cool. And that way you can keep the kids with the education and maybe show some good videos on how to play your instruments for the little kids. This is my sousaphone. I'm holding my sousaphone. This is the uh, mouthpiece. This is the, uh, these are the uh, valves. Yes, there we go. Took me all the way back. But yeah, all of that 
and maybe as far as the crowds of people, just have them farther away. Make sure they're, the crowds are matched because you can't have on a face mask and play the sousaphone, you know, you, you can't. So, but just make sure the crowds of people are at least six feet away from the marching band and everybody's been pre-tested. And as far as learning how to play the instrument, go through it, you can have Zoom lessons, mm -hmm. whatever that's worth. All right. I, I did I, I answer I, everything? I, I, I think that was it, right? You did, you did. You did, did a good job. Um, I guess I'm gonna- I'm right, Well, go, well ahead. go ahead, Troy. <laughs> Welcome back, Yuri. Um, I feel like they could have used a studio. There was there's a tons of studios downtown in the city, um, in Manhattan. Uh, you know MTV and all these little talk shows, whatever. That they could have did a couple live bands in different studios by themselves in the studio. You know, just to get that live band performance experience yeah. because you don't want to. It's like I, I I was I tried the band for a little while, but music is my thing as far as singing. So I went back to the chorus and stayed there, but. I feel like the live experience of it is what's important. Like, especially now, come on, if they can do VMAs and all these other shows virtually, why can't we just have a virtual experience in a, in a, in a good way? Pay the band to come in, fly them in like y'all used to do, and like y'all ain't got the money. Y'all been, hello. Put them up in the studio and have a couple different bands. Huh? Use it, right. Put the bands in a couple of different studios and have maybe three or four bands come and bring them in and, and still have the experience of it and have it like a virtual award show, but instead of an award show, having a virtual Thanksgiving parade. Like, well, what about the marching? They march themselves in through the studio, <laughs> into the thing, right to the camera. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a marching band. It's because they didn't march in. Don't take away from them being a marching band. Just, you know, we know all we all know is COVID. You know what I'm saying? We know that they can't. You know, watch right now, but I feel like if you take some of those people, the 12 people that went to the parade, right? If you would have took those 12 people and, and you know, let them space socially distance and, and watch the band perform or watch Patty perform or something like that, versus, you know, like it, to me, just make the whole thing sort of virtual and invite some people in. Like it's just pointless at this point to have a parade that's not going to give you the same experience it's given you for years. Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, even the people that was at home was mad, everybody was mad. Like, everyone's mad, like, you know, so um, one good virtual performance experience could have solved all of this. Um, that's my opinion. You could have had somebody with the good cameras walk by, the 12 floats on one street. Hey, this is the one float. You walk, you know, three blocks with that one float. Take a video of it. Three blocks with the next float. Um, virtual experience, right now, everything's virtual. So that's my uh, two cents. Sorry about that. All right, Mr. JB. JB X, right? JBX. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ain't got to tell me. I'm a, you know what? I should have just said John. I should have just. Okay. You don't want this cool. <laughs> Damn. You're awesome, Yuri. You're, you're cool. You're cool, man. Um, I would say, like, that guy has practically took a lot of answers I wanted to say. But um, the social distancing, uh, let them, I mean, look at Bad Bunny this year. He came out during COVID on the low, didn't let nobody know he was in the Bronx or in Manhattan. And he had like a bus 
that looked like a train. And he was performing for free. And it was just him. So, like, if I guess there was a driver or whatever, but this was like, it was blocking traffic and everything. This was crazy. But, um, wait, I you're mean, talking about Bad Bunny? Yeah, Bad Bunny, the reggaeton, um, um the, the okay. Spanish trap rapper. That's dope. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. When I seen that, that was like awesome. But, um, I will, I would agree with all of you guys' comments as far as, you know, giving them more life as, like they they tried to make more of an effort this year, where they could have had like stuff in studios or made like different channels with different Thanksgiving or or or, or themes or you know music, crowd going, you know watching it from home. Or uh, Zoom, they 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 could have made more of an effort. I think mm-hmm. like, it was like it was like. They made it seem, especially the city, that oh my god, the, the year's almost over. Let's just get this out the way. <laughs> sad. That's sad. That's sad, but that's true. Um, so, and since we're talking about COVID nineteen, I want to bring up something really fast. This came in from Bloomberg.com. I need y'all to hear this, okay? Moderna Inc. requested clearance for coronavirus vaccine in the U.S. after a new analysis showed the vaccine was highly effective in preventing COVID-19 with no serious safety problems. Spokesperson said in a text message on Monday that the application for the emergency use for authorization for its COVID child has been delivered to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Earlier, the company said in a statement that it could seek clearance as far as Monday. Y'all, they're trying to get these vaccines out here. Y'all better be paying attention. Um, <laughs> they're working on vaccines. For the COVID-19, they're trying to uh, mock us at the market of BC. Y'all pay attention. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. I just came across the screen and that just disturbed me. These vaccines and what they're trying to do. Who shot is one thing. All right, cool. So let's go to the last um, topic right now, which is our, uh, of Homo's Tea, um, which is um, from uh, thesun.com, y'all. Y'all used to hear things like this now. Kids getting arrested for not wanting to go home to their other parent. <laughs> we don't usually hear about these things on TV or in public. But America's Got Talent kid musicians Caden and Brooklyn were arrested for refusing to go and be with their mom when they've been with their dad for months. We call this uh, That's Not Home. So the first, first and foremost, why the fuck is Nick Cannon's photograph all over this article as if he has something to do with the rest of these 13 and 15 year old teens? Did y'all see that? I'm just saying, did y'all see Nick Cannon's face? It's right there like he was in clickbait. I think it's a bit of clickbait. They wanted people to click on it. Oh, they'd be like, ooh, Nick Cannon was involved. And then they gag when, oh, it's the kids. <laughs> right. That sounds about right. That sounds about right, right? So question is this. Kids were arrested for refusing to go back to living with their mom. They wanted to stay with their dad. I'm going to insert myself here and tell you after reading the article, the reason they didn't want to go with their mama is because they felt they were afraid. The, the daughter was afraid, Miss Lady, whatever her name is, the um, young lady, uh, Miss Kate in Brooklyn was afraid. And the brother was like, all right, cool, I'm with it. They want to go be with their mama. If the officer feels that it's best for the safety of the kids, might arresting them be the best choice? Why or why not? So just, you know, one or two minutes, or it's, it's, it's actually a three-part question. So I'm going to start with this first question and get through it real fast. My answer to this is this. 
I, you know, we're going to go through everybody's three questions, you know, give a one to two minute response. If the officer feels that it's best for the safety of the kids, might arrest them to be the best choice. Um, if the kid is over, old enough to say, I don't want to go, why are we arresting them? Like, they said, I don't want to mm. go. I understand what the law says, and that's the problem in certain states with the goddamn laws. The kids mm. said, these kids are 13 and 15. And they stated out of their own mouth, I do not want to go back with my mama, even the law is telling me I have to go back with her. So they ended up detaining them in the detention center and took court the next day. And just so you know, the kids dig it out and go to their daddy. They're with their dad right now and they're safe. He posted that they're safe and they're free and they're with me. But I don't think it's, it's the best choice for them to arrest them. Like, first of all, you only get one youth and that's gonna come up again in a second. Why are you going to put these kids through the traumatic stress of putting them in handcuffs and doing all that when they just don't want to? Like you're saying, take me back to my abuse. I'm taking you back to your abuser. You're like, I don't want to go back to my abuser. Now you're going to handcuff me and take me to jail because I don't want to go back to my abuser. I'm not saying she abused him, but I didn't say that. I just said that they were afraid of her. So, you know, I don't think it's the right choice to ever arrest a kid. I was arrested one time and, and it was like, I was like, how this happened? But even in that. I was a small you know, for kids. Go ahead. So, so, go, go ahead. First of all, go ahead, Jay, JBX. Give your opinion on this. Well, just just talk about it. Overall, you know, kids, because kids end up in attention, and they, you know, especially how they ended up in attention. Thank God it was only for a night. But do you feel it's the best interest of the heart to arrest a kid when they don't want to go back to the to the other parent? That's the question. It depends. So it. it depends. It depends because I mean, if the parent, the the current parent in the situation, there's a or uh, got custody, the mother, or uh, if she was abusive or has a record or something like that, then they could, you know, bring social services in. Mm -hmm. but I don't mean they need to lock the kids up. But if it's for safety, as far as like, you know, like they want to go with the dad, but maybe the dad wasn't, um, like like financially straight or, or he mm, was a mm. drug addict or something like that, you know, he'd have to prove himself. So I would say just, you know, just use social services, not lock the kids up, you know? I mean, that, that, that messes with their mental as they grow older. And like, you're already causing enough damage by, you know, not, not, like trying to help you just really just like let me get this over with and lock them up you know i gotta go home to my kids yes thank you yes go ahead you're with jay i was getting ready to get to you go ahead talk to uh, me what, what? Uh, <laughs> i feel like it was the right call and i'm so sorry because i know people are gonna feel a way about it but i feel like with our culture right now, if that had been black kids and they hadn't had that celebrity, it would have been a situ the same situation. So let's be fair, um, because it's been an ongoing custody battle. And if the father felt like the mother was unsafe, he should have put that in the records for the court to consider. And she would have never had gotten that. And they would have asked for a statement from the kids. But it seems like they were all silent and they were just trying to go off of whatever materials they already had submitted to the court. But I'm almost certain that 
the court would have ruled in his favor if he would have just said she's unfit, she's not safe, she's abusive. If they're making the kids go there, it's because that information wasn't presented to a judge before the court. And this has been going on for years. So it's like, um, it's kind of his fault. And it's the kids' fault as well. I can understand not wanting to badmouth a parent. But if you know that this is going to be the reason that determines where you're going to stay, because most of the time, the court rules for you to be with your mother because of her maternal instincts. So, um, they should speak up and he should provide the information. So, yes, send their ass on so they know that they need to open their mouth. And if you, if you, you know, resisting arrest and you're not following orders that's been ordered by the court, yes, you need consequences because anybody else would have consequences. And that's that's the problem. Um, people get their celebrity or, you know, or the color they skin and they feel like they're entitled. Like, and it's no shade. A lot of lighter colored people and white people can get into officers' spaces and be like, you don't tell me what to do. But if you look like Kodak Black, they drawing a gun on you. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's fair, and they just should have provided the proper information. Okay, all right now. Okay, nothing wrong with that. All right, and uh, last but not least, before we get to our main topic of the night, um, Sir Aaron Mack, talk to me. Oh well, I I think it's an awkward situation all the way around. I, as far as them waiting to get like such paperwork and sending them back to the mom temporarily until they find out something. One thing that pops into my mind, a song that I used to love back in school by Martina McBride called Concrete Angel, where the mother was so abusive that eventually she killed the little daughter, you know? And if, if people are afraid of stuff like that, I get it, you know, but, you know, maybe it's something else going on. I, I, I don't like kids being arrested. I remember one time speaking with a friend of mine about a kid being arrested and my friend. And I was like, it's so horrible. I can't believe kids could go to actually go to jail. And he's like, <laughs> some kids do some effed up it. So it's like, oh, well, I guess. But as far as that's concerned, them being arrested, it was, as long as it doesn't go on their record or anything like that, or shows that they've ever been civilly disobedient or whatever, then they were probably treated with the utmost of care, hopefully. I don't know. Again, it's a tough situation, and I don't think kids should go to jail, but I don't know. Mm. All right, now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. Leaving at that, I don't know. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and that's going to end our, uh, our homeless tea for today, so thank you guys for tuning in and being a part of that. 